Hello, Internet. Welcome to part three of our 10-part team-by-team LCS preview for North America. I am, of course, Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar, uh, the editor-in-chief for Imperial Esports, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Walter Ciedes Fedchuk. Walter, how you doing, man? I'm doing very well. I can't wait to talk about this team today in particular. I am I'm over the moon with one <laughs> of the players on this team. If you can guess which one, <laughs> I think that uh, I think that pun really impacted the audience's ability to guess what team we were talking about today. It is, of course, NRG Esports. Uh, obviously, you know we had our podcast earlier uh, in the year about what it means to be able to buy spots like this before a team's ever had a chance to compete. All that fun stuff. We're not talking about any of that today. We're going to talk about the fun stuff, which is the actual roster. And the roster here is really interesting. We have Impact from Impulse in the top lane. They have Moon in the jungle from the Challenger Series team. Imagine they have GBM, the mid laner from the Jin Air Green Wings, oh, coming over thank from you. Korea. Thank t- you, Lord, he is for t- getting him out of Janair. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, the, the sad. do you think it was a sad plane when he, uh, when he came over or a glad plane? I, it's a glad plane for me. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Janair fan, and it's a glad, glad plane for me. I, I can't wait to see what he does over in North America. Yeah, he's deserved this break. Another guy uh, who I believe deserves a break, Alltech, the AD carry of this roster, a guy that— you and I have argued about for ages. I'm sure we'll get there. I can almost guarantee you I have the script. We're going to get there. Uh, and then, of course, Conquan at support, the only person that was kept from Coast. And, and it leads to our most exciting storyline. You know, we've already mentioned the Glad plane. I am glad to be able to talk about how, you know, given the strength in Korea that GBM has, how dominant of a threat is this guy going to be? And is he going to be able to communicate with effectively with his teammates to make this all work out? On paper, he is number one or number two in North America in terms mm. of mid lane. And that's basically just our, you know, uh, do you think he's going to crush Bjergsen or do you think he's they're even? Like, that kind of depends on where you think Bjergsen is in terms of the entire world spectrum of of mid laners is he you know you know top three top four top five is he top 15 uh i i think watching them do battle which they're going to do a lot this split i'm gonna tell you that mm-hmm. uh is just gonna be phenomenal to watch and i really hope that mid lane shifts out of this control mage and we really get to see like some playmaking mid laners because that would just be awesome GBM is so much fun, and you're a Janair fan. I we get the bow ties. We we, we get the bow we get ties. The bow ties. Which is possibly the most exciting thing. I guarantee you, he's going to be you know this year's version of Hooney, where people who weren't watching overseas whatever are going to realize that this guy's just hilarious. No, he's going to be Zhao be... Zhao. Oh, right. That's a better. You're that. You're right. That's the that's Hooney. the correct. Hooney came. Hooney came literally out of nowhere. At least Zhao Zhao like played a North American Challenger scene, which I mean, viewership wise, has got to be the same as Korea, right? Yeah, you, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, he is going to be the new Zhao Zhao for the, for this team. And honestly, you know, people bring up communication. Uh, let's just rattle off people that are involved in the coaching staff. Uh, history teacher, the former teammate coach, is the general manager. We've got Charlie as the head coach. Hermit, the guy who did so much great stuff. For uh for Orihen in the World Championship as their strategic coach, they have Empire, who we've had on this podcast, a very great analytical mind as their head analyst. Archon and Quorum, uh, you know, who have both, you know, Quorum worked at Imagine, so he's worked with Moon extensively in the past. Archon's been around, you know, as analysts. This team 
they're going to figure out whatever communication issues there could possibly be. I have zero concerns that with that kind of infrastructure, they're going to figure out how to use him effectively. And and the stats, you just, I mean, he had the second highest KDA in Korea amongst mid laners. He had a 72.2% kill participation, uh, third in, in Korea with that. The one thing about him, though, and, and this is what people are going to have to understand if they're going to appreciate his strengths, he is not a lane bully by any means. He's not even just you know a massive damage dealer. He doesn't take a huge gold share from his team, but you know he was negative three point five CS at ten minutes, which put him at eleventh amongst mid leaders in Korea. He he likes to play these Xeraths, these poke mages that can kind of you know throw stuff in from afar and really you know disrupt team fights from this kind of safe way. It's a very different kind of great than how we think of Bjergsen as great. And that's going to be what I think is the most fun part about watching those two battle, is that it's a very different set of philosophies as to what makes a mid laner work. And I think GBM has a chance to really shift the way a lot of different mid laners in North America play, because you have to strategize for him different than any mid laner that we've seen in North America to this point. Now, we, I, I kind of previewed this earlier. we got to talk about the most underrated storyline, in my opinion, and if only because I know he's underrated because we have had this argument way too many times for him to be properly rated. He God. has all this talent around him. How valuable is Altec at the 80 carry position in North America nowadays? He is valuable because he's a North American resident. I, 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 Altec is just, he plays well. He literally, he does. He plays well. He's got great stats across the board. We got into an argument via text last night where I literally said screw it I'm gonna go back and watch some gravity games and I went back and watched some gravity games my first mistake though was that the first game I watched with was was with gate playing mid lane yeah for, for TIP <laughs> and then I was like oh wait I'm in bizarro world here let's actually go back to like their win streak and, and all tech to me is good but just going back there are some moments of games and in team fights in particular where it seems like his brain just shuts off like there's there's one team fight that I'm watching, and I I actually forget the team that they're playing against, but they're they're and they're fighting and just they're they're winning the game, they're crushing the game, they're doing great, but just like in the middle of a team fight, he just stops auto attacking, and like he's told he he gets separated from his team in the team fight, and just stops or no it was against TIP is in it, TIP in week nine, and he just like stops auto attacking as Lucian. Doesn't throw out any spells, just realizes, like, uh, I think we're going to lose this team fight, and just stops auto-attacking and just, like, walks away to go farm. Mm-hmm. I, it just, like, little things like that that I guess, like, pick at me. Like, it's like this little itch, and I just can't, like, I can't just ignore it. It, it, it. And it's only really him. He's one of these few players that when I look at, I'm constantly nitpicking those little things. And I don't know. I just, eh, he just makes me feel meh. Like he's not God. He's not Piglet. He's not like God tier. He just makes me feel meh. Well, well, let me throw out some stats for you here because I have some. I have some numbers that may convince you that he's a little bit more than meh. Uh, he had ninety kills last split. That put him in fourth. He had the fourth least deaths amongst starting eighty carries. Five point two KDA. That put him at third. Uh, CS per minute nine point five. Well above. Uh, the average. He was first in that by a significant margin. He was third in damage permitted. He was 31.1% of his team's damage, second amongst all 80 carries in effective gold permitted. 
uh, third in words placed per minute, first in words cleared per minute for his position. The guy's really good at team fights, and it didn't look that way towards the end of the split. You know, you mentioned that week nine impulse game. Now, yeah. that was when the team was starting to drop off, and he just realized, like, we can't win fights unless I hard carry. And the thing about him is, he is not a hard carry. You look at his laning stats, this is his weakness. This is the thing that he really needs to work on. He's actually negative in CS at 10 minutes and gold difference at 10 minutes right now. Mm-hmm. He was at 7th in both of those things. He's not an amazing laner. What he does is he, you know, much like a, maybe a Cloud9 guy like Sneaky, you know, when he sees that there are resources around the map, he gets them and he gets all of them. And he doesn't die or give up stupid kind of overpushing deaths. He just mm-hmm. collects all these resources and does his thing in team fights. But if you're asking him to be the hard carry, you have a problem. The good news is he's not. You have impact and you have GBM. As your third guy, as a guy who is just going to get tons of resources, use them effectively, make sure that he doesn't die all that often, you know, you know, gets all this damage out there, but you know, from behind the front line when you have a front line as solid as impact is likely to be, I have a lot of faith that this is exactly the situation where you would expect a guy like Alltech to really move forward in his career. Because people forget, he really hasn't been in the league for all that long. Uh, and, and I don't count anything that happened when he was a part of Winter Fox. I don't think that should be held against him in the same way I don't think it be, should be held against Poe Belter or literally anyone that has ever worked for Brian Cordry. I just don't think that's a fair sample size. This is his chance to find out, though. If he, uh, if he doesn't perform the way I expect him to, uh, it'll be very disappointing. And I think that it'll show that he has kind of, you know, peaked at what he's going to be. But I think there's an little extra leap he can take. And I'm very excited to see if he can get there. You, you have a fear that maybe he can't get there. I have a different fear, Walter. And this is the fear that, that keeps me from getting as gung-ho about this team as I might have been about TSM on day one. Are Moon and Conquan ready for the big stage at this point? Like, are we, are we sure that these guys are going to be able to handle the pressure that is now on this team? They got all this venture capitalist money and all this infrastructure, all these, you know, a lot of eyes are going to be on them. Are they ready for this? So, to be fair, uh, I'm going to preface this by saying that Saint also says some really dumb things. Like, he thought that his challenger team was better than every team in the LCS, and apparently that roster could make it into the challenger series. So I'm going to preface it with that. But, and, and Broken Shard also has says some stupid things but both of them are exceptionally high on moon and and saint is very high on conquan and he's worked with conquan a lot and i think conquan from what i've seen in solo queue has some skill i think he will be a good support i don't think he's gonna like erupt onto the map like adrian or anything like that but i think he's gonna be a good support and it is gonna be serviceable Moon, though, is where I hear a lot of interesting things from from Saint, from other people that think that he is really, really good, and that it's just going to come down to can he effectively communicate with his solo laners, uh, you know, whether they speak English, whether it's, you know, just using pings, you know, however it is, that is probably the, 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 the fear is, is Moon going to be able to translate his skill into communication with his solo laners? Yeah. And that's really what it's going to come down to. And it's not just the solo laners, too. I think Alltech needs some help in the laning phase. Mm-hmm. We've got three guys here 
No, Impact is probably the most self-sufficient of the three, but GBM needs some help in the early game. Alltech yeah. needs some help in the early game. And Impact, you know, last year was a meta in which, you know, we were constantly ganking the top lane. You know, Impact got used to that. You know, he's going to want some attention in his lane as well. And Moon's got to be able to balance all of these things and do it effectively and be able to change his pathing and, and keep these things going uh, and, and be everywhere they need him to be, depending on what the composition calls for. If he can do that, this team could be a top two, top three team in North America. Mm-hmm. If he can't, then you're, we're going to have some issues. And we've had some hyped up uh, junglers come in before. Think about all the hype we heard about Santorin before he made it in and how good this guy looked in his challenger games before he came in. And he didn't play that way because he wasn't used properly. Well, um, this is this is where my crystal ball is starting to gleam. Oh, you've got, I'm, you, I'm, you're getting something. You're sensing I'm something. I'm seeing something. And it's that by the end of the split, we will be talking about Moon with a reverence that we were talking ru- about Rush with. Ooh. I truly believe. I don't think he's going to be as, as good as Rush. But for a rookie... He is going to win Rookie of the Split, and he will be one of the better junglers in North America. I'd say top three. I, I like what your crystal ball is telling us, because that's exactly what I want from this team. If he, is a, if he is a top three jungler, this team is going to be exponentially more fun, uh, just because of how much he will be able to do for these guys. And, uh, and anytime you say uh, he could be the next rush, I just I start salivating just a little bit. There's just a little part of me that just real. I, I, I just I want more of that. And if he can be that, this is going to be a very fun team. Walter, all of this into account, where do you see this team at the end of the day? So remember how I talked about on the TSM podcast? I think there's going to be a team that TSM is going to face in both the spring and summer finals and that TSM is going to win one. Yeah, this is that team. I think this is arguably the other top two team in North America. Uh, Talent-wise on paper, yeah, Moon and Conquan, some questions about whether they're ready to perform on the big stage, but I, I truly think that the talent and the, the staff that's going to be around them is going to make this team exceptionally successful, and that this is that other team that will be vying with TSM for that, that you know, number one spot over the course of the year, right here. Mark it down in pink ink right here. I, I appreciate pink ink. That's very – it's very specific but also quite colorful. I Their logo is pink. Oh, I mean I'm just <laughs> stupid is really what that tells you about this. <laughs> well, really in that case it should be alternating pink and black, which really – it sounds like something that a 14-year-old girl did <laughs> in, her, uh, in her high school homework. I'd really – all jokes aside. <laughs> I like this team a lot as well. Uh, I really believe in the infrastructure. I believe in Hermit. I think Hermit did amazing stuff when he was helping out Orihan at Worlds. I think that Empire is a great analytical mind. I like the people who are supporting the talent here. And I think the talent can support itself, especially if Moon makes that jump. I think this is a top three team in North America this split. I'm not ready to say they are a finalist yet this split. I think it might need... We might need a little bit of time for Moon to, to get used to the, the pace and the pressure and all those things. You know, we forget how big of a deal it is when a player steps on the LCS stage for the first time, when a player plays in their first playoff game. Uh, and, and those things, I want to see them do that before I'm willing to say that this is a for sure finalist everything. But this team's going to be a lot of fun. 
and oh, yeah. there's a lot of time and money and and in infrastructure and everything else that's invested in making sure these guys are good. So hopefully that'll figure itself out. In the meantime, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been the third of our North American series. So if you haven't listened to us talk about TSM or Immortals, you should totally go do that. We're also – we finished three parts of our European series at this point. So you can hear us talk about Vitality, Splice, and today we talked about H2K. You should totally listen to all of those. You can find them on SoundCloud.com slash Esports Gambling Hour, and you can find it on iTunes if you search the Esports Gambling Hour there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RedshirtKing. Walter, where can they find you? You can find me at C80s underscore LOL. And come back tomorrow where we will have two more teams – one from North America, one from Europe, that we are going to break down in great detail. Who are they going to be? I guess we should go ask the random number simulator, Walter. And until then, goodbye, Internet.